0: Hello there. Welcome to Revelations from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paulo Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulocornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well,
1: hello there, and welcome to this edition of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornette, and we are approaching episode number 79. Well, hello to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for continuing to tune in and listen. I have just been blessed all this month by all the wonderful guests that I have had. And um, this week's guest brings uh, the guest portion of it to a close for this month because the month of February, maybe in some into March, I'll be doing a new teaching series on the signs that you will see before Jesus Returns. So I want to make sure you tune in for that. But just in case you missed these um, last few weeks episodes, you want to go back and listen to them because they're very powerful testimonies and wonderful, wonderful episode. Um, The first week I had author speaker Ken Chin on where he gives his um, powerful, wonderful testimony of how God healed him from COVID-19 near-death experience and how the Lord just came in and um, healed him. And then the next week, I talked to a young college graduate, Adam Ball, who is on fire for the Lord, and just was good to chat and talk with a young man that is serving the Lord. And then last week, I had my brother, Kevin, was on, and he was sharing about coaching and mentoring, and just how that he um, uses his faith to share with the young men. So if you have not heard those episodes, you're going to want to go back in the archives and listen to those as well as listen to this one as well. Now, as always, I am honored and delighted to have uh, this special guest with me today. I have known uh, this guest for, oh man, it's gonna date me for, I don't even wanna think, probably 30 plus years, I wanna say, because I met him when I was in middle school, actually. He was not my teacher, but he was a teacher that made an impact and a difference. And so from there, um, we just remained friends throughout the years and um it's just been a blessing to um, still be connected to him and i wanted to have him on today to just kind of give you some um his personal testimony and also some things that he has been through and what god is currently doing in his life today so without further ado for the very first time i would like to uh introduce to you all my dear friend pastor thomas johnson hello there pastor johnson
2: hello and greetings to you and all your listeners as well
1: well thank you so very much i have to also interject and add that i was um with his ministry for a short time in fact it was the time that i was with his ministry i was broke down to the ground and it was there that um i was able to just heal and not kind of be bothered with and messed with so to speak but just he gave me space to heal and uh, just to let god just Continue the work that he's been doing in my life. So I thank you for that I want to make a public note to let the people know that but um, not only is he a husband, a father, a brother, a son, a friend, a cousin, all those things, a grandfather, um, but he's also um, was a pastor as well. And so as always, I would like to you, Pastor Johnson, if you would, uh, for the listeners, just kind of introduce yourself and um, Just share with us your personal testimony of
2: salvation. Amen. Well, thank you, of course. I'm here, born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, and um, actually came to know the Lord in the 80s, Um, and my journey began from there, Uh, but not very long after uh, accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Uh, I felt I, I knew I had a call in my life. And so uh, my wife and I moved the family here to Indianapolis uh, from Chicago. Um, And so um, always have been a servant in any job that I've had in my lifetime. I actually was a servant or in a servant's role, but it was here in Indianapolis that I came to actually begin um, (laughs) serving in youth ministry um, in so many different types of ministry. And I know now, as I look back over the 30 plus years, I've always been a servant and I actually spent the last 10 years in ministry in serving in pastoral ministry. And so the story uh, is, too long to go through everything but just knowing that uh, I've always had God's hand upon my life even before I came to know him in a personal way and um, that has always been a difference in my life and it's made a difference and so knowing that um, he's always made a difference in my life in calling me to pastoral ministry I was currently, I was serving in uh, youth ministry, but receiving the call to pastoral ministry, I realized that the call was to be different because each of our calls are individual, are personal and intimate. But there were things that I had seen in serving and sitting in different capacities in different ministries, that I was clearly instructed not to do. Mm -hmm. And so in accepting or receiving that call to pastoral ministry, I knew that I was being called to do something different. And so we just um, simply purposed to do ministry outside the walls, Mm -hmm. so to speak and um and we know that we did all that we could or everything that we did was simply to give god the glory and um which brings us here today now because um you know i'm now retired um and that's something that's different
1: and you don't usually hear that of a pastor that that retires and it's still with us you know what I mean right and and, and just because you retire from one thing it doesn't mean that you retire from life or retire from serving God you're just you know moving on to something else so you know you're just kind of I'm gonna let you continue go into just kind of like how you came about all of that like was it difficult to you know come to that realization that you know what this is really got? because just like you said that every call is individual and it's different and i think sometimes what people do is they look at what somebody else is doing and they measure their life if they don't god has a call for you know different call for each and every one of us and if we just stay in our lane you know and be satisfied with our portion you know then we can focus on that set thing that god has for us to do and sometimes come alongside and help others to carry out you know their plan. so you know, just kind of walk us through that. You're pastoring, you know, things are going, you know, well. And I know you, being alongside your ministry, your ministry was really geared towards like giving and helping uh, so many individuals, you know, and you always wanted to do it quietly, you know, Absolutely. not, it wasn't a big production made about, it. you just did it because that's what, you know, you were called to do and everything. And so, you know, just kind of walk us through that. Um, just walk us through that process.
2: Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, um, like I said, knowing that I had been called and being clearly instructed to do things differently, that there were some things that I had seen coming up in the church that was not to be present Mm -hmm. in the ministry. That God had called me to. And so as we we know we are not the right hand should not know what the left hand is doing. We're not to stand on the street corner and proclaim that we are Christians. We that light, being a Christian, should just speak from our life itself. So no, we didn't. And we were truly and clearly called to be, um, to do the work of the church. Mm-hmm. And so we purposed in all that we did to make sure that the work of the church was being done outside the walls of the church. And because we always talked about, you know, here, uh, people wouldn't be lost if they knew, if they were in the church, they wouldn't be lost if they knew how to get there. So. But no, we, I guess in the process of going through the pandemic was, I want to say, a changing point or a tipping point, so to speak, because it became clear that we were still able to do church without a church building. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, you know, people will always say, of course, you know, um, The church is not a building. We are the church itself. And so the question just continued to stir in my heart as to why God saw fit to shut the world down. He shut the churches down. He shut the world down. And it became clear to me and still searching for, you know, that defined, divine revelation of what he actually did in that period of time, but it became clear to me that we were not to come out of the pandemic and do church as we had done prior to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. He didn't shut it down for us to come back and simply start doing exactly what we did before he shut it down. Something... He was changing something. We and, and we can get into depth about, you know, was there a change in the dispensation? Is Was there a, a lack of understanding or hearing that he had to sit people down to give them the time to actually hear? And so when we talk about understanding that our calls are different, knowing that we have to actually hear our call and then heed the instructions in that call or to that call. And so we are all called to do a work. We are all servants of the living God. Amen. Yes. And so we know we are called to serve and we have to seek God's direction for the understanding on how we actually do that. So it was, In the pandemic, understanding that we still were able to serve and minister and preach and worship and teach without a building, why have a building? And so I realized that we were gifted with that building. Mm -hmm. And that building was an asset. And that asset should do, should be, Use we could then simply continue to do the work of the church but use that asset in order to further to promote further and assist ministry um and so when we got to a place where having worked I've had four different vocations. As you mentioned, I was a teacher. So Mm -hmm. having retired from uh, law enforcement or resigned from law enforcement, retired from teaching and, you know, into ministry, now retiring from ministry, the opportunity to make concrete, physical, and substantial contributions to the kingdom was the possibility that I had been given, the opportunity that I had been given because he gifted us a building. So we in turn took that building and used it for the glory of the kingdom Hmm. because we Use that to do the work of the church outside the walls, to meet needs, to address needs, to further and promote ministry, to grow ministry, to grow the kingdom. And so it was—it was almost a no-brainer. It was like, okay, this is just simply now the next way that I was called to serve. It's like, okay, yes, it's time for you to retire. No, we don't want you in the pulpit until someone has to carry you out. (laughs) There is other ways to serve. You can still serve. You just don't have to be in the pulpit. And so, you know, um, living in this season and in, under the grace of abundance and overflow. He's always put it in me to give that it might be given. And so I realized that I had to come to, and I came to the realization, pretty much God just told me, it's like, okay, you're all prepared. You've been prepared. You've been groomed now. And now, It's time for you to be sent. So, understanding that he had filled us with a spirit of service, and we knew, we all knew, and we know that we are blessed to be a blessing. That's right. And knowing that he blesses us that we might be a blessing to others is like we were in one confined space. And the blessings weren't flowing as freely as they possibly could. So he thus said, I will send you. And now greater works has been dispersed and we are all going in different directions, but we all have that same spirit of service and understanding and knowing that we've been blessed to be a blessing. Then we know that in our service, we can and we are to do even greater works than these. See, because when he said that in John 14, he said, you would do greater works than these because I go to my Father. But now we understand and we know he is seated at the right hand of the Father. And so Being that he is in position, he has placed us in a position that we might do the work. The works may continue and carry on. And we can and we are to do even greater works because our Lord is seated at the right hand on high. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. It kind of reminds me of the story of Abraham. Abraham. And his son, Isaac, and how, you know, he took him up to the, to the mount. And, you know, he said, well, what's, who's, what's the sacrifice? And God says, you know, and it's like that thing that you were, you know, that you were doing, like, would God really tell me to release that, to give that up? But in order for you to be the blessing that you knew that you were supposed to be, some of you had to release something, right? And out of your obedience to God, and I'm sure you probably were like, oh, my goodness. Once again, I'm doing something different. I'm doing something that's not, you know, that's not the norm. But you were obedient to what God told you to do and that you have seen a uh, reciprocation of his blessing on your life. Once you say yes to God, it opens the door for the blessings of God. Sometimes we don't understand, you know, why God is having us. And sometimes God is has us in a place or position where we may be doing something and God is preparing that work. You pioneer, you set it up for someone to release it on, you know, to someone else or what have you. So I just think that is a powerful testimony of, you know, the obedience of God and, you know, just realizing and knowing that I did what God told me to do. And I'm sure you sleep good at night because there's nothing like knowing when you've done what God has told you, regardless of anybody understands, regardless of what I did, what God told me to do. And that's that's all
2: that matters. That's all exactly. that matters. Exactly. You know, and so wanting to be clear that, you know, it takes time and we have to be sure that we're listening. That's it. You know, because yes, it's easy to look around and see people, you know, staying in the pulpit, you know, for 40 50 years you know but is there is that sometimes we get in the way that's you know? yes
1: yes because of our you know this is what i've always done or whatever right. not, it's like i have released you something else and they hold it still holding on the people know it's time for you to give it up you know everybody with, up with you you know so i just think that you know you gotta pass to the next generation You know, you gotta, and and a lot of times God wants you to pass that baton to the next and live to see, you know, how it came about or, you know, what was fulfilled, you know, or what was accomplished or what was done. So not to mean that God's put you over to the side, like I don't need, no, 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 no. But that he is still doing a work through you and in you. It's just now changed.
2: Absolutely. So knowing here, and so it's, it's, it's clear, you know, like I said, after, some self-reflection understanding that i've always no matter what job i've had no matter what career or position i was in i've always been a Mm servant so understanding it doesn't matter what title or position i moved into i'm still a servant and in service understanding it was it's only through that service that we have an opportunity to imitate Christ himself. And knowing that if he told us we would do even greater works than he did, then it should be, I guess if we are obedient and if we're willing to follow the instructions, he'll use us because we're all vessels That's right. And instruments. And so... Sometimes we have to put ourselves and our, our our selfish, our egos in our way of thinking. That's why he told us, you know, that our thoughts are not his thoughts. Right. So sometimes we have to put our thoughts, they have to take a back seat to the instruction. And following him and his direction and guidance allows us to do even greater works. Um we know that greater works will have a legacy. The legacy is we're putting roofs, we're building homes for orphans. Okay. In Africa. Okay. And so there will be structures as long as they stand, they will be in matter of fact, three homes. Mm-hmm. One for the father, one for the son and one for the Holy Spirit. No, I love it. (laughs) And they will always, they will stand even beyond our years. But he used us to do that work. And we wouldn't have done that had we been wanting to bask in our spotlight. You know, so it's not about me. And it's not about us. It's about him. Amen. Amen.
1: Yes. I think that's the big thing that we have to understand is that, you know, when you do anything where, you know, you got to remember, keep your head and keep your perspective that we are all servants. Yeah, exactly. Actually, the call of the pastors, you know, it's a a higher servant. You know, you're supposed to be a servant. Just like Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. And so, you know, when you keep that in perspective. You know, it kind of keeps your ear attentive to when God switches things up and He switches things up on you. You know, just when you think you're smooth sailing, then He says, you know, do this or do that or what have you. And so He's really just looking for an obedient heart, a willing heart, and those that are want to help build the kingdom, not their ministry or not that, but the kingdom. And when you're kingdom minded and you think about the kingdom, it's not about you or me. But it's about collectively, you know, the whole body of Christ and Absolutely. what it is, you know, that that God <laughs> is doing. So with that in mind, Pastor Johnson, if you will just leave us just with some final words of encouragement. Maybe there may be a pastor that's listening that may be kind of where you are and said, you know, they realize and know, like, what am I going to do? What's 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 going on? Or it, it may be um, a young person that's listening that um, just might need some encouragement or direction. Will you just give us. Some final words of encouragement.
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, if I would say, if I could say anything, I would have to say it's critical that you understand who you're called to. Because we have to realize that our calls are different. That's just that's just just like we're different. We all have different fingerprints. And so the work that God is calling each of, each of us to is, is directly connected to who we are and who he's made us. And so the sum total of our experiences make us who we are. And God uses that and has made us that way that he might use us in a specific purpose. And so, um, understand that it's, it's clear, it's critical that you understand who you're called to and what you're called to do and you not get ahead of God, you allow him and you always, you always have to kind of check yourself against his standard, not your standard, not the standard of the world or other ministries around you, but. Check yourself and where you are and what you're doing according to his standard, his word and his direction. Um, And if you follow, he promises that he would lead us and he'd lead you in the way of righteousness for his name's sake, not your name's sake, but his name's sake. Amen.
1: Amen. Will you close us out with a word of prayer?
2: Absolutely. Father in heaven, we come as humbly as we know how. Lord, and we simply kneel and bow before your very throne of grace. Lord, and we come now in the matchless and holy name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray. We ask you, O Lord, to incline your ear to not just our prayers, but to the prayers of these, your people. Lord, we ask you now to meet each and every one of these, your people, at the very point of their need. And Father, we ask you to meet their needs according to your riches and glory and according to your will and your plan. Lord, we know some have come and they have an idea of what they want you to do and how they want you to do it. But Father, we know that you do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask, think, hope, and even imagine. And so we just come, Father, and we pray in the name of Jesus that you would meet these, your people, at Mm -hmm. the very point of their needs and that you would meet their need according to your riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And Father, we just trust and believe because we know you hear and answer prayer. And Father, we Thank you in advance for the work that you're doing and the work that you will yet do in the lives of these, your people, that your kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. And we just thank you and praise you for it, even right now. We believe we receive it. We call it done, for it's in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen
1: amen and amen. amen thank you so very amen. much for sharing your heart and just being an encouragement to the listeners today you know i love you much i love you much thank and you, i, I just you. so very glad to you know that you are an honor that you are a, a part of uh this episode today you all remember the words in romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god Be sure to tune in next week.
0: Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon.